My name is Joe Armstrong. Welcome to an Independence Day Fast Forward. This episode's guest, Mr. Brian Whelan, who has the unique distinction of being the only artist to have been on Independence Day twice. You can go back to episode number two, all the way back to March of uh, 2011, and he was back on again in 2015 in uh, February then. Those are episodes two and 129, respectively. Brian, thank you, man. Joe, thanks for having me. It's as such, always. It really is an honor to have you on the show. Thank and I, you. I said this a year ago when we were on the show, and I thank you for coming on the show when the show was very nascent and new, and it was like a proof of concept thing that I could even do this or anybody would listen. Yeah. And so thank you for being willing to, uh, to like jump into the, in the deep end of the pool with me, man. I appreciate it. Of course. It. Well, thanks for having me. And like, and like we were talking about, we're on parallel paths here. Sort of. Building something up. Yeah. In a way, in a way. And so since we last talked, even last year, you know, back then, Decider, you were still working on that record. You've got a brand new record. It's called Sugarland. That's right. Uh, tell me, tell me what's changed in a year. So it seems like 2015 was a really, really big year for man. You're a year out of the band that you'd spent in, and that's worth mentioning whose band that was. That's right. Uh, I, as you know, I worked for Dwight Yoakam for four years, uh, and a year ago, uh, tendered my resignation to go kind of focus on my own, uh, my own music which I wasn't really able to do. Uh, w- you know, we talked about that yeah, yeah. in ep- episode 129. Uh, it was hard to do both. So I had to pick one. And it's been, um, you know, it's been a very busy year because it, as opposed to only having to know the lobby call time, now I have to know everything and keep it all straight. So it's, it's um, you know, it's been a challenge, but it's also been very good to kind of learn some new skills and, and refine some of the ones that I already had. Yeah. And you're doing a great job at it, man. Like you're still eating, which is a beautiful, beautiful yep, thing. It means such a, we said this again, we said this a year ago. It's a courageous thing to like leave that, I call them gravy gigs. Right. You know, and gigs. I remember bumping into you in a parking lot of a gas station one day early in the year and you were just about to leave Dwight's band and I was like, man, you got to, I felt like a dad or something. Like you got to spread your wings and fly, little That's bird. That's right. That's what you said. And well, we're, we're old buddies, you know, and I, I remember you were one of the uh, first people that I even talked to about that. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, this is a cliche, but uh, there there is a good and a bad side to to everything. So yeah. even when you have the gravy gig, right? Uh, you know, in many ways, your life is not your own, right? Uh, because although very few musicians are on retainer anymore, a lot of us are effectively on a retainer, right? Because if you are making good money and have security in a gig, you don't really want to ask for a day off or say that you are not available for, for something. Right. So you are kind of effectively on a retainer and that's, and that's a very uh, tricky way to live your life, especially yeah. if you have, um, you know, any other obligations, you know, I mean, yeah. you, you said it, you have a, you have a girl, girlfriend or a wife or, uh, you know, pets or wet, you know, weddings to go to rent. friends, getting married, yeah, paying <laughs> rent, all that. Well, the rent is, you know, but, um, yeah. And, and so being on, being on my own is, uh, you know, I don't have as much security. I don't know where the next, uh, you know, paycheck is going to come from all the time. Um, but I have a lot more freedom, you yeah. know, to do, to do what I want. And it, it feels good when the, uh, when the successes happen, it feels really good because yeah. they're, they're mine. And that's yeah, else. And what a proud day, man. What a great feeling to have a new record come out. Yeah. That's I mean, right. It really, really is. I mean, I've, I felt that a handful of times in my life and it's like, it's cause it's so much work. Yeah, so much work, especially when you're uh, an independent artist or even a borderline independent artist, you know. And to to double down on your cliche, uh, 
you know, when, when you leave the nest, it's now you flapping, mm-hmm. you know, to fly. Those are your wings. And if, you know, so you, you got to do it. So congratulations, Thank by you. the way, on the record. Congratulations on the last year. It's, I'm, I couldn't be happier for you, man. Now tell me just a little bit about the record. You've got some co-writes on here, which is something you've kind of done for a long time. We've got some, some of the usual suspects. Usual suspects. Um, yeah, so for the, for the co-writing, uh, I, I wrote again with uh, my good friend Ross Flournoy. He and I were in the Broken West together um for many years from you know, about 2005 to 2010 and he's he's a co-writer on decider as well so we co-wrote one together and uh he also gave me a couple of songs that he had written that were kind of sitting around not getting used and he, he let me record them uh i co-wrote with phoebe bridgers mm-hmm. independence uh, who, day artist yes that's right she she's been on the show um we we wrote a song together called sucker punch that was um it was just a really good experience. We were talking about it, but I, I've been just very impressed uh, by her. She's a very impressive yeah. young lady, and just watching her career blossom, too, has been a lot of fun. And I co-wrote with Davey Michelle, another Independence Day. From He's the been Neighborhood on Bullies? Yeah, the Neighborhood Bullies have been on the show, and uh, we wrote a, a good one together called Talk To Me. Um, uh, the record's co-produced uh, by... Mitch Marine and myself. I know Mitch has, has been on the show. Mitch was in the Dwight Yoakam band with me for, um, he's still in it, we, uh, but we were in it together for those years. And uh, he is my favorite drummer, uh, a great producer, a great a great friend. And uh, so he, he helped me bring it home and brought in a lot of other uh, musicians to play on it. Uh, Rami, we talked about, and he, he brought in a lot of great players to come play on And it. we're talking about Rami Jaffe, who's the longtime keyboard player. He's with the Wallflowers for a really long time, yep. and these days he's out with a little band called... The Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters, yeah. who some of you may have heard from. You guys heard might, of, have heard of, uh, might have heard of the Foo good. Fighters. They're a good band. <laughs> they're a good band. <laughs> they're, they're a funny band, because like they're like they're, they're the de facto like torch bearers for rock they're and roll. They're the rock band. Because rock, yeah. rock bands don't exist like that anymore, at least that it doesn't like they I have a lot of appreciation for Dave Grohl's work ethic because you know it is not as easy as you might think when uh, you know to follow up one success with another with another with another. It, yeah. it takes a lot more drive than than you might think. And he's a he's a hardworking guy. He's a hardworking man. Yeah. You know, he, <laughs> the people who criticize him say he's a little bit vanilla, but man, vanilla is not like it used to be. I was thinking the other day, you know, criticism is uh, is kind of good. Like I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to more criticism because it yeah. kind of means that you have done well, yeah, and succeeded, and people have heard of you. If you've so. drawn enough attention, how could you not like Dave Grohl? Like, how could Dave? I mean, Dave Grohl is, you know, this hardworking, nice guy who's yeah. talented. It's well, like yeah, the only reason people don't like him is because he's really famous. Yeah, well, you, <laughs> you know, know as well as I do, man. It's easier to it's it's it takes much more work to build things than it does to tear things down. Mm. So you know. There you go. There's the thing, right? There's there's our there's the rub right there. You're gonna play a song for us, man. This is something from the new record. Uh, what's what's remember what's the title of this? One? This is Go Dancing. Uh, this is actually the uh, single, quote unquote. Uh, we are trying to promote this at radio. This is uh, I co-wrote this with Ross. Flournoy. What is this radio of which you speak? What is this radio? Yeah, I don't know. They told me this, they told me it's gonna be huge. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, I you know I've hired a radio promoter and and we you know picked a song and trying to get some trying to get some play you know it's it's um I don't know if it's going to be on K Rock but we're looking at uh, certainly uh, independent radio college yeah. college radio AAA radio yeah yeah and uh and satellite radio is kind of the big one yeah so trying try, trying to work this this song in particular and it's a uh, it's a song about uh, 
song about dancing. Uh, good thing. <laughs> All right. So Brian Whelan back on Independence Day. This is his third appearance, first appearance on the Fast Forward. You can drop by him at brianwhelanmusic.com, W-H-E-L-A-N, in case you don't know who he is, in case you don't live in Los Angeles. Everybody in Los Angeles knows who you are. Hey! Follow him on Twitter at Whelan Music. I like to say the Hua. Yeah. It's got some southern lineage there. And the track is Go Dancing. The new record is called Sugarland. Brian Whelan on Independence Day. Something irresistible about you There's something really makes me wanna stay You offer up an open invitation If I could only stay the hell out of my own way Whoa, I said baby Don't you go dancing no second chance to save my soul today. The girls around here got all the fast moves. Well, they do see do well, I don't me. I'm shining up a brand new pair of dance shoes, yeah. But my only swinging partner is my jealousy, yeah. Oh, 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 I said, baby, don't you go dancing. No second chances to save my soul today. To give my heart away I'm incomplete Of two left feet But your body wraps around me Feels so sweet you go dancing no second chance to save my soul I said baby your eyes will see through me what good would it do me to give my heart I, I said baby now don't you go dancing no second chance I said, baby Yeah, baby Brian, damn, baby Joe That's great that's really, really great. As, as you're playing that song, the first thing that pops into my head, there's two things that pop into my head. Mm. Well, three things. Mm. Uh, 
first of all, it's great. <laughs> so kudos to you for writing another Thank catchy you, tune. Appreciate and like really, you know, you, you keep like elevating your writing just keeps getting better and better and better over time. So good stuff. And secondly, the thing I think of is uh, that's like a lost John Mellencamp song. Mm. To me, it sounds like something, you know, because when I think of Mellencamp or like those bands of like the mid to late 70s, like the kids driving the the truck around the town square in the small town and parking out in the Kroger parking lot on Saturday night because oh, that's yeah. what you do. And they're blasting ACDCs back in black and yeah. they're blasting that song. Right, or Cheap Trick. Or Cheap it, Trick. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and it fits right in there with that, man. Yeah. It sounds so, it, it really, like Mellencamp, you know, when he started off was like this, you know, they called him the little bastard. Like he was really, he wrote these really catchy songs in an environment which was kind of new, new wavy music was really popular and gated snare drums and like that new sound. But he was a throwback at the time. And even though Roots music is very popular right now and having a kind of renaissance, like it fits right in there, man. So, yeah. Good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. I love it. it. It's, it was supposed to be, uh, I mean, we, I, we just did an acoustic version of it, but on, on the record, it definitely has a that big, it's supposed to have that big sound. Where, yeah. And like should sound good coming out of a car stereo yeah. in a parking lot that's somewhere. Exa- I'm, yeah. I'm glad it came through. And that's got even that thing, yeah. like, you know, you did it here in the acoustic version with the Chicka Chickas on the strings, but like that's the big. Yeah. The clappy part, the band drops out. The band drops hopefully out. Hopefully the crowd sings along. I actually had the engineer tell me on that part that the fader would not go any ah. further on the drums. <laughs> I was like, can the drums go louder? And eventually he just said, no, they won't go any louder. So that's <laughs> He's for- lying to you. <laughs> 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 but that's okay. I'm sure he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, maybe he just was tired of hearing about it. But anyway, it was just, as far as I know, it's as loud as they could get. Yeah, <laughs> so good stuff, man. And people, the brand new record drops today. It's available on the internet. It's available at Brian Wheeler music.com follow him on twitter as we said at wheelan music yes if you want me to get the money you can buy it from the website okay um but if you want to listen on spotify it's there right. if you want to buy it from itunes it's there uh, if you want to buy it through amazon it's yeah. there it'll be anywhere it, it did you do be- vinyl I didn't do vinyl. Okay, maybe someday. That's a long wait. It's a long. You know, if I wanted wait. to have vinyl, I mean, I, I think that there will be vinyl for both for Decider and and for Sugarland, but uh, yeah, it's too it's too hard to line it up with your release date. You'll yeah. just be waiting to release it. So at so, some point, I'll have it. It's a long, to long, it's a long, long timeline. And but people should pick it up. And I always I tell people this all the time: if you really want to support an artist, if you really really love what they do, buy the music from them. Best thing: buy it at a show. No middleman. Give them the money. Put right. the money in their hand. That's going to go into their pocket. It's going to go into the gas tank. Yep. It's going to go to making the next record. So, and I encourage that for everybody, especially you, Brian. And uh, so, and then we've got just one more thing I'm going to talk about before I boot you out of here. Sure. I'm trying to keep these short and snappy. Uh, you're, you've got an alternate career these days going, like session work. I would call it like producer's work. You've done a lot of work. You're doing two records with Amy Blaschke. You did her first one, mm-hmm. and you're working on her second one, and you're working with other artists too. Like, yeah. Just speak to me of this, like this alternate ego that you've got going on. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was a nice surprise. I, I it started with Rod Melanson. Uh, I had done a little bit of kind of co-production before that. That was really kind of like it was arranging and, and pre-production, really. Yeah. Um, and uh, Rod Melanson, who's another Independence Day artist, approached me uh, several years ago to produce him, and I had never been asked before. I had never really done it, so that was the beginning. Uh, and so he and I did uh, two together. And then Amy Blaschke, uh, who's also been on the show, is a uh, great singer, great songwriter. Uh, she uh, asked me to do to do one with her. That came out last October, and we're currently finishing up uh, a second one. But that, that, um, that work is... Um, 
has been really fulfilling for me to kind of find out that I had kind of a knack for it and uh, to somehow have an outlet for all of this, uh, all of this knowledge about, about songs and studios and recording sessions and the history of rock and roll music, which in some ways is like, uh, I don't want to say it's kind of useless, but it's hard to monetize that. It's like you, right. you know, we talked before about about pouring over liner notes. Like we're the kind of guys who read the liner notes, and it's like, well, now that's great, but how do you how do you make that into into something that is part of a career and part of your life, right? Like in a practical way. And the answer for me has been has been production, yeah. because you can relay those stories. Like you not only use it to actually enhance a session. And a, and a, a you know a track that you're recording, but you also can kind of relay those stories and maybe teach somebody something, and maybe use that knowledge to to make a record better. Yeah. Uh, so it's been it's been a great thing to do, and um, I'm really fortunate that that both of those artists ask ask me to do it. You yeah. Know, it, it's a hard thing to ask to go up to somebody and say, "Hey, I think I should produce you." Right. I haven't had any success doing that. Right. Um. So it, it's it's very nice that they both asked me to. And, and like we said, it's just, it's kept the lights on. And also yeah. the, just the freelance session work, I got hired a lot to come in and play. And, and that's, uh, you know, it's almost like I'm moonlighting doing those yeah. things. And it, and it gives me the flexibility and in, in some cases the income right. to pursue my own music. And, and, and it's great work because it keeps you at home too, yes, which is an yes. essential thing. Which you I, I kind of glossed over that, but that is an yeah. essential thing. And it, it, uh, it, it's, it, it, Adds to the flexibility of it. You're right. at home. You're not traveling. Um, you know, a lot of time it's during the day, so I could go play a gig at night, right. or, or maybe go see my girlfriend and spend and some sleep time in your bed. Her. Yeah, sleep in my bed, yeah. which is a beautiful, beautiful yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. So, Brian, and what are we listening to here as we kind of ride off into the sunset? What is this track? This is the title track, right? This is the title track. This is Sugarland uh, from the album Sugarland, and, Sugar- and this is the first uh, first song that I wrote for the project. Uh, it's the first thing that we recorded. It was. Um, you know, I'd been working with Dwight and Mitch for about a, a year, I think, at that time, and we went into Mark Rain's Station House studio over there in Echo Park and, and laid this one down, and that and that was the beginning of the record. Yeah, and it sounds great, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Uh, it's an honor to have you on the show. It's an honor to call you a friend. Uh, it's been an extreme pleasure of mine to see your career develop and continue to develop. So Likewise. keep out there. So you've got a bunch of you've got some shows coming up. You're going to be playing the Grand Ole Echo, which is your kind of uh, album release. Do they call them CD release? I guess it's CD release. Yeah, you can call it whatever you want. Album release, CD release, but that will be uh, you know the Grand Ole Echo, which is in its 11th year, and I've performed there for many of those yeah. years, and so I I can't think of a better place it's to a have, cool have thing a CD got release going on down there, and and right in Echo Park, right on Sunset. And that's going to be, and by the way, that's going to be a really great bill. The world record is going to be on the bill. Uh, a band called Wild Roses is going to be on the bill. So that's going to be, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Very nice. Like I said, buy the record. Sugarland, BrianWheelandMusic.com is the website. Follow them on Twitter at Wheelandmusic. And uh, Brian, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank so you, Joe. Much. Appreciate right. it.